Welcome to the Well-Built Humans Podcast with your host, Brandon LaRue. This is episode numero dos. And the title of this episode is Calories Are King, But Macros Matter. This episode is brought to you by the Well-Built Humans brand. How about that? And that includes Well-Built Kettlebells with the one and only Kettlebell Backpack. Well-Built Supplements. Supplements made in the USA. Quality, integrity, all the way. I just made that up. And, of course, Well-Built Humans and the Kettlebell Collective and all the other things. So, calories are king, but macros matter. Let's talk about that today. Now, if you've worked with me in the past, I guarantee you've heard me say that. If you follow me on social media, you've probably seen that somewhere along the way. But, despite all that, when I talk about these things, calories and macros, most people think they understand, but I don't think most people understand. Because when I do a talk or presentation, I see people have multiple aha moments. Like, I did not know that. And a common theme in that is, Oh my gosh, why didn't we learn that when we were in fifth grade? Well, I don't know why. Should you? Yes, absolutely. Why don't they teach essential things like finances and healthy eating and exercise? And why do PE programs exercise uh, one to two times per week? I don't know. But that doesn't mean that we can just point fingers. What it means is we need to take responsibility for ourselves to become well-built humans on this front, okay? And I don't need to go into great detail on how we're failing as a society um, and being the sickest country in the world, yet supposed to, supposedly the most enlightened, intelligent society in the world. Um, so calories are king, but macros matter, okay? Despite all the nutritional stuff, the marketing and fadducation, yes, I think I coined that term, I think that's original, is fadducation that has gone on. People don't think very critically in the, anymore. Um, and that doesn't, um, you know, nutrition certainly falls into that category. People fall victim to every fad diet, not all people, but many people fall victim to every fad diet because of how it's presented, how it's sold as the next best thing since sliced bread. Um, and this isn't to this isn't to speak negatively about any particular said diet. Now, if a diet works for somebody, awesome. Okay, awesome. Uh, I'm just here to help you understand why that diet might work in the first place. Um, so you're not giving credit to mythological. Uh, statements and claims about said diet. Um, so let, let's just talk about some of the diets out there before we dive into calories are king but macros matter. Um, off the top of my head, there's the classic Atkins diet, um, which is basically you can eat anything, protein, anything fat, as much as you want, you just got to ditch the carbs. Interestingly enough, the guy who created that died of a heart attack. Uh, there's the Mediterranean diet, pretty balanced, pretty healthy diet for the most part. Uh, there's keto, which is high fat, low, low to maybe moderate protein, but low protein and very low carb. I think true keto is 75% fat, 5% carb, leaving 20, up to 20% for protein. 
Uh, what else is there? There's intermittent fasting of all these different protocols. Uh, you know, you have your 12 hour, you have your eight hour window, your six hour window, your four hour window. You have all these different protocols. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> all these different protocols, all these different books, all these different things that you can buy. Um, what else is there? There is gluten-free, um, which matters to those who are celiac. Uh, there is um, man. Let's just let's just stick with that. That's just that, that's what's coming. Oh, there's paleo. Eat eat like a Paleolithic man or woman, um, which is basically a pretty good good diet all the way around. Um, there's a few things in there that I don't agree with, but. Uh, Regardless of all those things, you want to know why any diet works in the first place if it works for you? It's called energy balance. It's called calories in, calories out. Okay? It's calories are king, and that's what drives weight loss or weight gain. So if you've done any of these diets before and you've lost weight, it's not because of the diet. Okay? It's because of the calorie deficit. That's the only reason that drives the weight loss, okay? Now I say weight loss right now and I'll talk about fat loss later and here's why. Because the macros matter part. Okay, so whether you've done intermittent fasting and, and you had a four hour window, eight hour window, six hour window, three hour and 37 minute window, whatever um, you were subscribing to at the time, the only reason that you lost weight on it is because you ate less calories. It's not because of the window or the time in which you didn't eat. It's because there were guardrails put in there to restrict the amount of calories that you ate in a day. Because here's the deal. If you even had that three hour and 37 minute window where you were eating and you ate too many calories with respect to um, how, much, how much you burn in a day, if you ate more calories than, than you burned, You'll gain weight. Try it sometime. See if you're see if see if that busts the snot out of intermittent fasting, and I just about guarantee it will. Um, or I guarantee it will. Same goes for keto. You can eat too much. You can eat too many calories doing keto and gain weight. Now you might lose some water weight in the beginning because, spoiler alert, the reason why there's such dramatic fat loss early, or excuse me, weight loss. Let's be clear, weight loss, and let's be even clearer, water weight loss in the beginning is because when you drop carbs out of your diet, carbs are, carbs are hydrophilic, which means they attract water. Think of a sponge, okay? There's glycogen in our muscle and in our liver. And when we consume carbs, it gets stored well in those areas and that attracts water. So it holds on to water weight, like a sponge that's been underneath a faucet, soaks up water. Now all of a sudden you ditch the carbs in your diet, guess what happens to water in those stored environments? It's like squeezing out the sponge and you drop a significant amount of weight quickly. And that leads to maybe a psychological win for some people, but over the long term, study after study after study has shown that there's no superiority of it in the fat loss realm. So um, moving on, I think I've hit that point hard enough here is that calories drive weight gain or weight loss all right 
Now here's a good rule of thumb if you're looking to lose weight. Now this is just, this is just an estimation. There are far more accurate ways to do this. Go get an in-body assessment um, and have someone walk you through your basal metabolic rate and your activity level and help you get your calories dialed in a little bit more accurately than what I'm about to share with you. But this is a good starting point and that's putting your calories at 10 times what you weigh. If you weigh 200 pounds, times that by 10 and that's 2,000 calories and that should be a good starting point to get you in a deficit. And if you're active, you could even go all the way up to 12 if you're training pretty regularly. Okay, now let's dive on to the second half of that statement. Calories are king, but macros matter. Okay, so let's transition from wanting to lose weight to wanting to lose fat. There's a difference. And you might be scratching your head, well, aren't they one and the same? No, they're not. Okay, anybody can lose weight just by dropping calories, right? But is that really what you want, is to just lose weight to see the scale go down? Quick story, I just ran a, um, an in-body challenge with a small group of people who shall rename nameless. And I got to work with a half dozen people um, doing this in-body challenge and coaching them through um, fitness and nutrition. And um, this one fellow um, who I enjoyed working with a lot uh, just didn't listen very well. I <laughs> like a lot of dudes. Uh, he just wanted to do things his own way, probably how he had done them in the past. In fact, I know um, by just dieting, cutting calories, not really paying much attention to what kind of calories he was getting, just eating less and not really subscribing to the strength training component that I was giving him. And this in-body challenge, what's great about it is it measures body composition change and not just weight loss. So if you gain muscle, that really works in your favor. If you lose fat and gain muscle, that really works into your favor. But if you just lose weight and you lose muscle along the way, it actually shows as negative results uh, because it is. Mus muscle is your BFF forever. And uh, so this, this guy um, had good weight loss, you know, in, in a traditional sense, if you just looked at that, people would be like, yay! You lost 15 pounds, which, you know, I don't want to take anything away from that. Awesome. But he got the worst score on the in-body challenge. He got the worst score. And that's because he lost a significant amount of muscle along, the, along that way, which doesn't lead to the look that anybody wants or desires. And it leads to metabolic killing or killing of the metabolism. Because the more muscle you have and retain and or gain, the higher your metabolic rate stays. Now think about that over the course of an entire year. It's a huge, huge edge in maintaining um, a healthy weight is when you carry a good amount of lean muscle mass, okay? So the point of macros mattering is if you are not eating adequate, more appropriately put, um, or more appropriately recommended rather is optimal protein, um, you're gonna lose you're gonna lose muscle along the way even if even if you're sedentary and you're just focusing on your calories and macronutrients if you eat higher protein like 30% or more of your diet from protein you're going to retain way more lean mass than someone who's just cutting calories without any respect to macronutrient distribution particularly on protein happens 
all the time with people and they wonder why they get on this yo-yo cycle of losing weight and then they get to said weight and they find it really hard to maintain and then they find it when they do fall off whatever diet train that they're on they find the weight comes back on faster well i'm stealing this from one of my best buds but this is called the big marshmallow small marshmallow analogy and what that means is you can go from a big mar big marshmallow having a body composition of say 35 percent body fat and lose 25 pounds and still have a body composition of 35 percent body fat you just went from a bigger marshmallow to a smaller marshmallow. You lost weight, yeah, but your body composition didn't get any healthier. Is that what you want? I don't think so. I don't think that's what anybody wants, right? We want to see fat loss in a higher, much higher distribution than muscle loss. Now, you might lose some muscle along the way, but as long as you're losing a significantly um, significantly more fat loss along the way, when you get to your said goal of, 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 of a particular weight, you're, you're in a much better body composition, meaning your metabolism remains higher. Because if you kill your metabolism along the way by losing a bunch of muscle to get to your goal weight, think about it. You have a slower metabolism when you're smaller now. So your, your calorie budget has become less. You can't calorie restrict to zero, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, you can't just keep cutting 200 calories, keep cutting 200 calories, keep cutting 200 calories, keep cutting 200 calories. Do you know how many people I've met over the years, particularly women, who eat less than 1,000 calories yet are 50 pounds overweight? Why do you think that is? See, we have to build... We have to build our metabolism. We have to build, build our basal metabolic rate, which is the, the amount of calories we burn when we do absolutely nothing. And guess what we need in order to raise that? It's called muscle. Okay? So what are the things, and I, and I ask these questions in hopes that you come to the answer on your own. I'm going to give the answer. But what are the habits that build or retain muscle? This is key. Like This, is, this could be life-changing for you listening right now. What are they? What type of exercise builds or retains muscle? I'll tell you what it isn't. It isn't cardio. What's the opposite of cardio? Strength training. Now, there's a lot of different training modalities for strength training, but strength training, this is a principle that you need to understand. You need to lift. You need to get strong. You need to. If, if you want to have a strong life, if you want to get this, if you want to build your metabolism, if you want to have confidence, if you want to have a better body composition, if you want to have a better metabolic profile, if you want to live longer, strength train. Now, from a nutritional standpoint, here's another principle, is you need to get adequate to optimal protein. And if you're strength training, you got to understand that demands go up. And a good rule of thumb is to eat upwards towards a gram per pound of body weight every single day. And if you start tracking your nutrition, you're going to find that you've become dramatically short. Most people, you've become dramatically short in eating enough protein. Okay, so there's two principles and two habits. I'm tempted to just stop right there, and I think I might. 
with the two principles that you need to adhere to in order to get towards a healthy body composition and a healthy lifestyle is strength train and eat enough protein. Now, of course, there's more nutritional habits that go along with that, and there's more movement habits that can go along with that. But if you could adhere to just those two for right now, you're going to be on a better path while maintaining a calorie deficit if you need to lose weight. And remember, you can figure that out. A basic example is taking your body weight times that by 10. Okay, that's calories. And then to get into, and if you just use MyFitnessPal alone, okay, and customize your, your calories into 2,000, you know, 10 times your body weight, and then put in your macronutrient for your protein at 30%, which could be higher, but that's a good starting point to work towards, and put your carbohydrates at 30% and put your fat at 40%. That's just a starting point. I don't know you, but chances are that's a good starting point for you. Getting in a calorie deficit, start lifting some weights, whether that's, I'm a huge fan of kettlebell training, obviously, if you don't know that about me. I think it's incredible, and you can get so much done in a shorter amount of time, and you get strength training, you get high-intensity interval training, which is an incredible way to crush calories metabolically. Um, and let's just be honest, it's efficient in a busy lifestyle. So get on with that. Find your strength training mod, uh, modality of choice. Get enough protein. Make sure you're in a calorie deficit. And you can move on from there. And you know what you might find? You might find that those are the only three things you focus on and you're going to get incredible results when you adhere to it and stick to it long term. Remember, calories are king. That's the governing factor of whether you gain weight or lose weight. But you must get your macros in order, particularly protein. We could talk about other things later, building on that. And what's the third thing? Calories, macronutrients, and pick up some weights, yo. This is Brandon LaRue with Well Built Humans Podcast, Episode 2, Calories Are King, but Macros Matter, signing off. God bless you.